Hey everybody, welcome back to the Making It In Music podcast and videocast now that we started our own YouTube channel just last week. This week, we're coming back at you with a bang because we finally got all the little bugs fixed. We know there's been a bit of an audio issue with a few of our in interviews so far. Working with Zoom hasn't been the greatest, but thankfully, due to the audio engineer amazingness that is Keno Mali, we are back with actual decent quality interviews, thankfully. Hope you guys are doing fantastic. I hope our sponsors, Dublin School of Music, are doing really, really well. I'd like to point out that it is the 10th of April today when we're doing this interview. And on this day, about 43 years ago, Dancing Queen finally became number one in America. And I think that's fitting that we're doing that interview today, that the interview today, because this is the Dancing Queen of Dublin. If, if anyone has ever seen her on a night out, you will find Maria Kelly bopping wherever she goes she even put it on her 2019 looking back on her year that you should dance with your friends as much as possible wow. maria i have done my research welcome to hell how are you doing <laughs> hello oh my god what an introduction i don't think i've ever like been introduced to the dancing queen especially if you listen to my music that's and the thing. then you're you're like talking about personal maria kelly you've read on your research Oh yeah. Um, hello. Thank How you for you? having me. No bother. I'm delighted to have you on. For those who don't know Maria Kelly, and I'd be shocked if you didn't, Maria Kelly began her life in music around like 15, 16, 17, around that little age bracket in Westport in Mayo. And which mm -hmm. is the sweetest little town ever. And I think your music just sings Westport for me I don't know what it is I, I love it I'd probably because I love Westport Thank and I like my music um so Maria's haunting melodies and deeply personal lyrics has awarded her like an army of followers she's traveled all around the country all around Europe over to England hopefully further afield very very soon with her music and your last single I leave early, which I'd like to point out. I am wearing the merch of right now, guys. Okay, seriously, confused Thank you very much. Ever, <laughs> okay, has just has just surpassed over half a million streams on Spotify, which is incredible. And the single you released before that June has over a million streams on Spotify. Mm, crazy is really amazing, crazy. which is like fantastic. Congratulations! Hi, Maria. Thank How you. are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Excited to. I said to you as soon as I joined the call. I was like, Oh my god, I'm excited to see a human during this like strange time of isolation. But I'm doing well, all things considered. Excellent. Well, yeah. look, we're gonna start things off with a game. If you're up for it. Oh. Okay. 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 You're keeping me it's, on my toes. Uh, keep, keeping me on your toes. And the thing is, everyone needs a game now during the quarantine. <laughs> Everyone needs a bit of a game. So the thing we like to do on making music is we do a bit of a this or that at the beginning of our interviews, okay? So okay. what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna give you six artists or bands or whatever, okay? And you choose between two. So I'll give you two at a time, there'll be six in total, so. Okay. Are you ready, okay? First yeah. one, Tracy Chapman versus Orla Garland. Ooh. Um, and this I have such a connection to both those artists. Exactly. You're, this is the worst game to give to me because I'm so indecisive. The whole interview is just me going to be like, but they're both so nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I would probably go with Orla Garden. Um, do I have to give a reason why? No, well, you, you can just go for it. That's 
that's the thing about this game. It's it's just the first one that pops into your head. Okay, cool. I'm overthinking it. Okay, keep okay. going. <laughs> Next one. All right. And I I thing is I do research on all my people so that I make these okay. specifically hard. Okay. Ooh, Man okay. Versus Queen. Oh, um, Fleetwood Mac. Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, yeah. My parents listened to them a lot yeah. when I was younger, so they would have been like more in my house okay. than Queen would have been. Yeah. And then last one, Bombay Bicycle Club versus Little Green Cars. Um, Bombay Bicycle Club. I'm picking all these based on like personal connections. And my first ever like EP launch that I did in Westport was like, the, I was like 18 and it was free and I made all my family come. And the cover we did was a Bombay Bicycle tune. Always like this. So I have that connection. But yeah, that's who I would pick. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, that was really like that was you flew through those. That was excellent. You're saying like, <laughs> you're saying like oh no, I don't know. James James Byrne last week took about fifteen minutes on this part of the interview alone, <laughs> <laughs> just going through the individual aspects and praising each band. He's very good. You know him. They're so hard. Mm. Yeah. How are you getting on with this pandemic? I know that you obviously you're self isolating as well as much as the rest of us, and you mm -hmm. were posting really beautiful covers over the last few days, including including one oh, for yourself. Um, how how's everything going for you? How are you dealing during all this? Um, like good and bad. I'm I'm finding myself like having a couple of days of being super motivated and my main thing is I'm like officially working on an album so I started like putting together songs and lists and trying to like actually pick one of the good ones um but every few days I get like quite unmotivated and um because I'm a very sensitive person so I read too much news or like anyone I guess but if if I if I think about too much what's going on it just gets me really down and then I'm having some days where I'm just like playing Animal Crossing and like eating pizza and not doing a whole lot else, but it ebbs and flows, which I think is like normal because like how are you, how are you meant to be like 100% motivated right now? It's a really it's, weird time. That's that's it exactly. Um, one of the lads, Mr. Climate from uh, Rogue Poets, yesterday on Quarantine FM was interviewed and he said that this is not a competition of productivity mm. this is not a thing that you have to be constantly writing and constantly creating or using this time to do the most you can like yeah try it but you don't like this yeah. is not like this is you're not a bad person if you don't get something maybe mm. creative out of this time I think that's like a good point I was thinking about recently um the idea of feeling bad when you don't do things because we're I think we're all in this frame of mind of like you don't feel um accomplished or worthwhile if you don't like take a take something off a list that day um whereas like a day can just be like getting yourself through it like eating and sleeping and like looking after yourself and it doesn't always have to be this like what's the outcome of today I definitely slip into that like if I sometimes I get so anxious I'm not like doing things all the time but mm. it's not really healthy so How it's good to balance you you're like a really huge advocate for mental health you talk about it like uh, you talk about it freely with people you're a big person mm -hmm. trying to get the talk of mental health to the forefront of Irish culture and 
you like the last thing you did there was the my song my story thing for first fortnight mm. which was a, for those who don't know about it it was a night where a load of artists got together and played songs that helped them get through difficult times and explaining it and it was just i've seen a few videos from it. i couldn't make it there myself the night but i've seen some really gorgeous videos from it it was amazing to see how other people's music affect the artists that we listen to you know um but yeah how have you been how have you been dealing with that of though that kind of feeling of those days where you get up and you're just kind of like no I don't want to do anything mm. like what is your advice to people when they're waking up in those days and feeling like starting to get mm. more anxious because they're feeling like oh no I should be doing something right now I should be productive I, I shouldn't be sitting here you know um it's hard because I think different people really react differently to um ways of coping but um stuff that's helped for me is trying to be like present as much as possible which is like everyone is always talking about mindfulness and meditation and um because it actually works but it but even if it's not a 10 minute meditation if it's just um how do I explain it I like I, I read about some tools recently of kind of certain questions to ask yourself when um say for myself I get very caught in my feelings and my head a lot and a good question sometimes to ask is what is the next action that I have to do like because um, any of us you can only ever do the next thing and the next thing could be brushing your teeth but you're thinking of all the 20 steps in front of you that you have to do but you can't do any of them without doing the small ones so sometimes kind of reining it back and being like okay well I can't deal with any of that what's the next action um that's a really and then yeah it's all it's all been like like I read a lot about different techniques and I like there's so many youtubers and stuff that have well-being tips and um that I I also went to therapy for quite a while and I something I learned in therapy was like um this this lovely image of uh, your brain kind of being this attic full of boxes and um when I get like really overwhelmed or panicky or I'm really anxious about something it's sometimes like you you're like like can I swear on this yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like it's sometimes like fuck this and you like knock all the boxes over and then you're like oh my god what the hell but you kind of have to just pick it up one by one everything when you simplify it and break it into pieces um things get easier so yeah sorting through the boxes like not going near a box right now if you can't deal with it it's still going to be there but you don't have to dive in yeah um lots of like imagery work works for me in terms of like managing stress mm. um but it's hard it's not like a thing that's you know it's I think you sometimes read these day. things yeah and it's you sometimes read these things and you're like like oh I could never do that or like you can't imagine yourself doing it but it's just kind of challenging yourself every time it happens um I'm still not like amazingly good at it it's worked a couple of times other times you just have to feel the thing. I think, I think everyone near our age has said, can say that they've tried meditation or counseling yeah. or therapy or anything of the above. The, I, I, our generation are very good for coming out and actually doing that type of stuff. But the biggest thing is like, just because you've done it once does not mean that it's going to work forever. Mm -hmm. like, and do you know what? Something that might've worked for a few days might not work for the rest of the month. And it sucks, but yeah. you just have to keep on keep your like like you're doing of reading up on different ways to do that the minute you're something's not working it's like oh well I read about this maybe this will help me yeah you know? I think I had a I had a 
um, kind of thought process around these things for a while of thinking, if I do this, it will fix it or it will fix the way I think. Whereas um, a more healthy way to kind of approach it. Um, I was comparing this recently to, I was trying to find some kind of physical exercise on YouTube that I actually liked doing because I find it really hard to enjoy exercise. And I eventually found this like dance routine. There you go, dancing green. I told um, I told that, <laughs> um, that I really like. And I kind of compared it to like just researching way, like little things to implement in your day that will just allow you to find that kind of space and clarity to feel a little better for a while. And you will probably feel worse again. You'll probably panic or be anxious. You can't really get rid of them. It's more like, what are things that will just ease this for a little while? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that, yeah, shifting my, my mind to that kind of place rather than this thing is broken, I need to fix it. That was very healthy. Cause it's not broken, it's just like, very normal yeah everyone goes through it as I said your musical beginning your musical journey began around like I want to say like 16 16 15-ish right yeah but fun fact everybody as much as you all know Maria Kelly is Maria Kelly I've known Maria Kelly since what 2014 I want to say and when yeah. I met Marie Kelly for the first time, fell in love with the music, became a fan girl, started going to all your gigs and forcing myself <laughs> into your company. And that is where I met Maria's old childhood sweetheart. Oh my God. You know, okay. Molly, we're going, I became, we're going here. Yep. And that's why I know <laughs> loads of fun stories about Maria Kelly in the beginning of her music career. Mm. So oh, great. Maria, darling, does the name The Fused ring any bells for you no <laughs> uh yes well wow, i've like never been asked about this time in my musical life but, but this, this, this is the, <laughs> I this get the time read. we should talk about this is the beginning for you so for those who don't know yeah. it was a lot of fun the fuse yeah. was maria kelly's first musical kind of the fuse yeah like and you guys like some kind of know in the whale type stuff i heard kind of very oh yeah we, well folky. we although the fuse for me we, just sounds like the biggest metal band rock you know. band yeah yeah we and, we didn't have a style we basically did acoustic covers of like we had by knowing the whale style we played one knowing the whale song we played like a tracy chapman song we played like bob dylan i know just like a whole range of things and the setup was me and an acoustic guitar, a full drum kit, and then just one one other vocalist. <laughs> yeah. A band's a band. A band a band's a band. A band, yeah. Yeah. We were like 16, I guess. Yeah. That's, that's really cool to see how, like, the music you played when you were, like, back when you were 16 is still, like, like the likes of Tracy Chapman and, like, Bob Marley, you can hear those influences in your music, especially like I think I always think the way sometimes you play guitar, it almost leans away from folk and it starts like creeping into different other genres and so that's just like the couple of the rhythmic oh, cool. ideas you do. Then so your first whole like your first go that was like the fused turned into mm-hmm. what was the name? I was loving this. I was having all the information. Uh, Buskin Robbins. Yeah. The name that's a great name. Thank um, you. Oh, yeah. That's a fantastic name. And then, then you moved on to playing solo and your big kickoff was in school. 
was a school yeah. contest. Yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe we're going down this memory lane. Um, yeah, it was the All Ireland Talent Series. So I entered this, like, I don't know if people remember this. I don't think it's still going, but I don't know if it is. Um, but it was just like different heats and different, uh, it'd be like town, mm. uh, county, Connacht, and then like all of Ireland. Um, but yeah, I entered, that was the first thing I did, but like my own music. Yeah. And you won, which is pretty cool. And I, I won, yeah. Which no, is like, but the thing is, cool. like, getting a million, um, uh, like, a million streams on Spotify now, you probably felt <laughs> the exact same way when you won that competition when you were a kid. Like, the elation is still the same. It's just relative to the time of in your life, you know? You're probably, that was probably one of the best things that ever happened to you when you won that. Like you oh, to, for sure. You got to record an EP at like 16, 17, mm-hmm. like a free EP. That's amazing. Boat. Yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. That is like nowhere on the internet. That's like, like, I love it. I'm bringing this all up. And I don't know how I didn't expect this when you're like living with Keegan. Yeah. But um, yeah, just, I never, like in press releases and stuff, I never talked about that time. So it's like easy to forget it, I guess. But um. But that's why I like, yeah. I, I really like going back on everyone's, that's why I like doing when I bring yeah. people on the it's, podcast, it's nice. going I'm back like... through and because I want pe- kids who are listening to the podcast now, like I've, I've, well, my cousin and some of her friends had like told me they've listened in before and I'd like that they hear that like, hey, this girl who's has a million streams on Spotify started off in a school competition and then mm. slowly built herself up and now look at her now, you know? I like going back and showing people the very beginnings, how those bands that you do in your shed aren't something to laugh at. That's the Mm. beginning for a lot of people, you know? Yeah, that's really nice. It's it's actually very nice um, reminiscing on it. I don't think about it a lot. And then you can get very sucked into like business mode and like, Mm -hmm. what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Yeah, you're right. Of like a 16 year old. Yeah, like 16 year old Maria could like see some of the stuff now it'd be pretty cool so yeah that's probably, yeah that's much to think about 16 year old maria <laughs> you go girl what was that like though being so young and getting to record like your own music on an ep and like host your own ep launch and like you hadn't even made it to college yet you were still mm. a sport you're still kind of like within your own safe circles um it was really encouraging and I think it was just like a lot of like like winning the EP and stuff that was great that was great experience I was able to like go into the studio and um it was great experience of like realizing I didn't know what I wanted anything to sound like and um learning a little bit about a studio and how to work with other musicians and the whole experience of getting to do that that young like like it was really it was just really encouraging and I think really fun like I just remember at the time I was very like focused and determined it was just like the thing I was doing um and it gave me like I felt very lucky before I went to college that I I knew exactly what I wanted to go study and I know a lot of people struggle with like not being quite sure but it was like I feel really lucky that I had that experience before college to kind of open me up to then be like oh this is a thing I could do seriously um so yeah pretty was good it, memories was it a big jump for you when you went from Westport to Dublin 
like I know you like it was amazing that you had that kind of that thing that you got experience in your back pocket but mm. going from a scene that like I know that there is a big music scene in the west of Ireland but going from one that you kind of knew everyone to this massive one mm. that you knew a few of them in it and you could probably see them on the streets and stuff like that because there's a lot of a lot of Westportians come up to Dublin. I must say yeah. there's something in the water between Westport and, and uh, Castle Bar. There's literally something in the water there. The amount of amazing musicians that about that area yeah, is ridiculous. Um, so what was it like when you moved up here and you started like playing with people from here and like trying to get different people in? Was it uh, did it impact your sound at all? Did you feel? For sure. I, I think initially it was really scary. I remember having like really bad anxiety and really bad like imposter syndrome for the first like six weeks of BIM um which is the college we went to if people don't know that so the music college and um I oh my god it was so bad anyone I met I just like I had this like real feeling of like oh my god why am I here like like everyone everyone I met even though I didn't know what they sounded like or anything everyone just seemed so cool and I was like oh god why am I here like I shouldn't be here I had so much anxiety like social anxiety talking to people and then I eventually like settled in and we were doing more classes where we collaborate with people and it became less scary and then people kind of started hearing my music and I got a good reaction and it made me feel kind of like oh maybe I'm supposed to be <laughs> so that was nice it's actually okay, um, surprisingly enough. yeah um but yeah it definitely change my sound to be around other musicians but then I also had a very lucky experience literally the day before I started college um I had been asked to support this band called Hawk in Galway um and basically the guitarist of Hawk is Matt Harris who owns my record label Vita so that is where I met Matt and Judy and the whole Vita crew and um I met them supporting them at this gig and then we just stayed in touch for months afterwards. So the first kind of year of college for me was um, starting to work with a producer and kind of like, like getting my sound to like, yeah, working out what I wanted it to be, um, which is still like growing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like overall, lots of bumps coming up to Dublin, but like I settled in and lots of great things happened. So. So that's, you start doing a lot of gigs with, you start going over to the UK. And I really like this idea that whether you, you, you come to Dublin, you kind of get in your sound together, you start bringing out a lot more music. And then you did something with not a lot of people think of to do a double headline tour. Yeah. Which was such a, mm. so this was with Alva Reddy at the time, who you had done support work with before yeah. this. Yeah. So you what made you guys decide to go ahead and do a double headliner um I think she and music coming out around the same time as well and we were just really good friends like I met her on the on the scene and like we listened to a lot of the same similar music and I think we were just both planning that we wanted to do live dates and we kind of just pooled our contacts together and made it happen and um yeah, just just from an idea of like, why don't we do this together? Um, I think I think it's a good idea. Yeah, because not only are you pooling the contacts you have for like getting gigs and getting um good venues and decent like engineers and stuff like that, but mm. 
you're also pulling your fan bases together, which is such yeah. a huge thing, a sharing of a fan base, you know? Yeah, I think it's like, uh, like good advice I've got before is kind of seeing the other artists who are in your circle, like who are, who are other artists that people who listen to you would listen to mm-hmm. and vice versa. And um, like that at kind of like a local level and then a national level and then a international level and actually seeing who your audience is rather than you know throwing it out and kind of hoping anyone listens being a bit more selective and I think me and Ava both had like you know we have similarities in our sounds but we're, we're very different songwriters but there's there's similar themes mm. and um it felt like a good crossover and it's we've done a couple of things together we released like a single not long after that and um I just love working with her she's great and the best gal around so really compliment each other well your voices work really beautifully together um and was it you yourself Alva and Alicia was it it? Mm. Uh, you released something together so that's also pulling in another person into there the say the the name of the song escapes me the it was hollow we just did like um like a live video of it yeah i was like i can see you guys in your little v like i can see yeah what is that um but that was beautiful as well that's just showing like another resource of pulling another person's Mm. fam even though like leisha you and alva cross over and i'd say alva and leisha would cross over but then you and leisha Mm. would probably be the furthest away from each other but then you cross over using alva and it's this lovely mesh of all these different Mm. people from similar but different genres working together which is really cool which is a huge thing that we always advocate on making it music is please guys help <laughs> each other out we are not in competition i know it seems that way mm-hmm. look spotify is screwing us all over an equal amount okay so might as well stick together so after you did this fart sea tour you did something which i can only imagine was one of the coolest things ever you supported katie tonsil in the london yep <laughs> Like, You're really taking me down like memory lane. This of is course. very nice. Yeah. Um, well, these are all amazing. Like, I'm yeah. Just, you just realize that this is literally just a list of all the cool things you've done in your career so far. So, like, that's something to be pretty happy about. Um, yeah. Like, what was that like? Because very, she's very kind of a uh, very personal lyric, very guitar based, mm-hmm. have songwriting, and you'd be kind of similar, someone similar that's very personal with their music. What was it like? meeting her like well it was like insane I loved her so much when I was younger like so much and that was another totally lucky thing that happened where like um I had got this contact in the UK from um my label they're called um golden slippers and they put on these like really exclusive small acoustic shows in these like beautiful buildings in London and you have to like sign up for a ticket and I, I think you can only get a ticket if you're on a mailing list and um they had I did one show with them and then a couple of months later they sent me a list of shows um to the being like we need someone for one of these do you want any of them and there was like Katie Johnson available and I was like um yeah I'll take that one please thank you very much so that was like <laughs> That's like the a crazy mix and mix ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this one, please. Um, but playing that was just surreal. Like I, I met her briefly. She was kind of just like warming up, and we chatted a little bit after. Um, but it was just crazy. It was like the nicest gig. 
Mel C was there from the yeah, Spice yeah. Girls. Have that just written. I was just waiting for you to get over the whole Katie Tunsil kind of my love amazing. Lord. And then Mel C just happened to be there. Wow. Just popping by. Yeah. Um so said hello to her, but like just insane. What, what is what are they both time. like as women? Like it's too like <laughs> Mel C great. I like <laughs> Mel C was wearing a t shirt that said like um like and I think it just said like women can do anything like this and I was just like yes they can Mel C yes they can um but no that was just an incredible night really incredible yeah that's awesome like out of all the people that you've supported because there's been a fair few at this point are there any that are like kind of like up there kind of top gigs top people that you've worked I'm I'm guessing one person but I'm I'll wait for you to see what I'm saying like I, I've been really, really lucky to support Paul Noonan on a lot of tour dates, and they're possibly my favorite because I do so many of them, and they were all in these like exclusive, not exclusive, no, not exclusive, no, 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 they were only like um just small, intimate, that's the word, um, like settings where I got to play for his audience who are such active music listeners. Like they have followed him through his whole career. They really appreciate his music and they're so open to listening to new music. So I just got to play these like 200 cap rooms where everyone actually wanted to hear what I was doing. Because sometimes you play support slots and no one's listening and you're just like the, the kind of time filler. Mm-hmm. But um, now I'm so appreciative of all them and I've learned a lot from Paul and like I consider him a really good friend and he's because of great advice and stuff so um those are all kind of very special ones in my head he was the um, one I had in mind anyway because yeah. <laughs> just from um some of the stuff that you've done together it's been really really lovely and you've worked really really well together um thank you fantastic but before we dive into what you're up to now and I know now is that was kind of you're prepping your new album which is really exciting because mm. I get to find out when maybe the new album is coming out which is really <laughs> exciting um but I wanted to talk about Vita all right um mm. so for those who don't know Vita well do you know what you explain Vita since Vita is based it's kind of your baby one of your babies yeah it's um so it's basically a music collective slash label um made up of probably just like five or six people um a little bit more than that a couple of artists but the main kind of team are just a handful of people and um it's just kind of a group of creatives who are all trying to do the same thing um but the ethos is it's basically just like actually sharing information to push each other's projects forward kind of what you said of we're all trying to do the same thing so why not pool resources it doesn't have to be this secret scary walls of the music industry where you don't know how anything works um and my producer matt um that's something i really admire about him and his work ethic and something he's kind of said from the beginning is he spent a lot of his early years in music making wrong moves and trying to do it all by himself and and thinking he didn't need any help and he is really passionate about not seeing young people waste their talents trying to 
move in the wrong direction or like just think that they have to do it all themselves so it's it's more yeah let's share information and resources and talk about like this thing worked for me why like maybe it'll work for you or don't use this thing because we got this kind of result you know um because it's so rapidly changing even like the likes of Sive and Hawk on on your kind of roster and then mm-hmm. you're also the people who you're supporting people who aren't specifically on your roster roster so um bishop uh he's like hit like you've been supporting like sharing a lot of his stuff as well and he's getting a co-event work coming out now which is brilliant um mm-hmm. so what would you like how how do you kind of pick what artists that you like that you want to help out or is it a thing of whoever if if it's a person just wants to ask the question do can they get in contact with you and just ask yeah well there's I guess there's kind of two sections to you know so I'm not really part of like um I, I how do I explain this like um I, I wouldn't be like signing people to the label or anything I'm I'm part of the collective who kind of share stuff and helps out with different things and I'm I I also organized this night called Vita Sessions that we started a couple of months ago um so me and my partner Stephen Lovett we curated this thing in Dublin um a group of us were doing it in Berlin as house shows and then we decided to set it up in the workmen's club um so there's kind of like different little arms off Vita I guess but um in terms of getting in touch like from an artist point of view Matt is the person to contact regarding like music really but in terms of general questions um there's like a vita sessions page or the we are vita music we also have another branch off it's called self-made so that's run by julie and that's an incredible incredible thing where um she basically along with this woman called joanna um they run these panels and events every couple of months that have different themes so it's just like how how do we diy how do we like do this <laughs> and they have different teams like I was on a panel for mental health and music and there's also like doing your first release and um yeah it's great you should check out all of them but but there's lots of people on hand that kind of just want to hear from people and um, especially Vita sessions I know you can't come to one but we're working on some kind of like live stream thing um yeah so we're very much like we want to create a little corner where we can join forces and people can come and I don't know throw shit at the wall and see what sticks <laughs> that kind of mentality um yeah well that's awesome because that explains it no that's really good and especially the whole self-made thing I really recommend uh checking out some mm-hmm. of the self-made panels because they're just really really interesting um and also just in in general a lot of the artists that are on uh vita like hawk are brilliant Sive is brilliant yourself fantastic uh it's just a really really nice bunch of irish musicians there um but what i think back there you actually brought it up um berlin what made you go to berlin what was the thing um a cheap room post-college existential dread um and just kind of like why not i i so my um so vita were based in berlin for like three years and i had been going back and forth to do some recording so i'd been there a little bit and then a room came up in the house 
for like dirt cheap and I was just finished college and I was like I'm just gonna go for the summer so I went in May and it got to September and I was like what do I do with my life I have no plans I might as well stay in Berlin um yeah that was really just like for sure yeah and I was like writing and it was just somewhere new to be um and it was really great but I didn't expect to be I stayed for like a year and a couple of months um do you think that having that that new surrounding that new atmosphere was a help to you because I know a lot of people when they leave music college can be like no like I was just um a couple of months back had an interview with Laura Keane and she was like when she left college she was like oh music she named the convos the same she was just like when they finished they were just like I don't even know what to do I don't know what my sound Mm -hmm. is they're like just like what am I doing do you think that actually just getting up out of here and heading off and giving yourself completely different headspace helped you focus on your music but not from like everyone knows who I am I'm in the Dublin scene Mm -hmm. um for the first couple of months yeah like I wrote my notes to self EP in the first like month or two that I was there um and I was really enjoying the process of writing again and we were recording in the apartment and then when it hit September like a lot of my my time in Berlin I actually didn't spend on music at all which was strange but needed I think I I had all those same feelings I was really like I felt really disillusioned with it I had like so much of the kind of success that had happened in my project happened while I was in college and while I was in this community and and once I was I guess it was a little bit of the opposite once I was in a place by myself I was like like who am I here you know like who like who knows me here who like where can I go play here it was kind of this strange like I guess like you take I mean you feel like a small fish again like in a Mm. place and and I felt then I wasn't really writing and I was kind of just going through my own stuff and I felt a bit like okay well I've done music four years consistently I've done nothing else like I feel like I had no other hobbies I wasn't doing anything other than concentrating on this one project and um like I spent a lot of time just like with my friends and exploring and like trying a couple of new things and seeing what else I was good at and um I definitely have the same feelings and it's only like probably the last few months where I'm getting back into it and not even fully like I I definitely find myself a little bit more like it's not coming as easily as it used to um but I think that's kind of to be expected when you you focus so many years on just the one thing like finding a new place for it to fit in your everyday life yeah you know it's it's a reality that no one prepares you for and Mm. I I was half prepared like not even half prepared for it but I was warned of it when I was about 17 when I was in secondary Mm. school and I was in my saxophone class my amazing teacher Ron Cooney and he turned around to me and we were talking about what I wanted to do after school and he's like music and he's like Heather I'm going to tell you something now and I don't want to say this to you to scare you but I want you to really think about going and studying music and if you really want to do it because there's a lot of people who study it and then walk away he's like one of the best violinists I've ever met in my life could have gone on gone on different countries played for philharmonic mm-hmm. orchestras did 
four years of her degree and then she did uh, a master's for like two years and then she put the violin in the case and never took it out again wow and it's that thing and this was I was like what and I was like what age is she and he's like she's 35 and like it was that long it had been that long she still hadn't taken it out and I think people need to think about that when they're going into music that look this isn't going to be an easy thing all the way through you're going to you're going to get disillusioned it's hard Mm. hard and but everyone goes through it don't worry everyone gets to that point as much as everyone struggles with the first like chord they're going to play on the piano or the guitar or the first blow up of horn they're going to do everyone struggles with that everyone's going to struggle years later when you think it should be easier because you think you would have kind of quote mastered unquote your craft Mm. it's actually your your brain kicks in then and you're like oh I've done all this work what's happening but yeah where's the result I guess where's the what's the next thing and that's when you really need to take Mm. a step back and think are you doing this for yourself or are you doing this because you think it's the only thing for you and Mm. I think a lot of us had to deal with that that question especially after leaving college and stuff like that like okay Laura Keane myself yourself oh my god the list goes on but the big thing is do this for you don't do this for anyone else don't do it yeah. for the money or the fame or anything like that because you know what some days you're going to wake up and never not want to touch anything not want to listen to anything but it's okay mm-hmm. it happens the same we it's a job like everyone else's and sometimes you don't want to go to work and that's okay yeah it's that thing of making like your creative hobby a job yeah mm-hmm. hmm. but you are handling it pretty well as much and like I think the whole thing of you being open about your mental health and open you're very open in your lyrics lyrics are amazing um oh thank you and I love I love them um I would highly recommend everyone just to to try deep dive into Mary Kelly's lyrics (laughs) no you have really good rhyme like pattern scheme everything it just rolls very nicely off the tongue um I think that's a big thing for you well, like from from a person standing outside, that you are very open about it, which is really cool. That Thank you. your fans are always kind of know what's going on, you know, and they're mm. they're happy to wait for it. But I've been waiting, Maria, <laughs> and you're putting together an album. Tell me all about it. Um, it's very much like um the beginning of the process right now. Um, I'm just gathering songs. I. For, like for a couple of months I got really stuck I've like I've been making an album for about a year and the first few months I like oh my god I came up with every excuse possible to just not actually write the song like I was like I'll do a concept album and it will be like this and the track list will go like this and I'll do this and I'll use these colors in my press shots and I was like all of these things ahead of actually just making this thing um I don't know because like I was like scared to start or like I I also feel this kind of like your first album has to be the best thing you're ever gonna make which is not true at all it will probably be maybe the worst I don't know (laughs) but um it's very like I have maybe like six or seven songs that I'm that are album worthy maybe like looking at a secret list that's on my whiteboards over here but um no real like release date yeah like um will it be some of the I, I'm, some tracks we've heard before some tracks that have been already released or do you think it will be kind of all new all new material uh, I would say 
probably all new bar like maybe one or two wow um fair play yeah hopefully I, I don't feel like like I feel like like Eileen Verley might be in that kind of era this new era <laughs> new era but um the ones before that feel quite different to me so I don't think they would be in this um but I'm kind of playing with ideas of like reworks and some songs or like like a collaboration on something and like yeah working through it but um I'm hoping to have some music from the album out this year um but I don't know when in full when in, it'll probably be out next year like early next year mm. well that's fingers that's crossed awesome that's so good and mm. um our I know we're kind of in quarantine now but is there any do we think we'll have any Maria Kelly live sessions yes I do want to do one I maybe next week I don't know I guess I can do it anytime but um yeah I've been wanting to play some of my new stuff in general so I Send think I a will few feelers. yeah maybe do one next week Excellent. Maybe. And if people were to find you, it would, it's just Maria Kelly online. I'm pretty sure if you type in Maria Kelly into Google, you can find all of your things. It comes up straight away. If you type Maria Kelly into Google, Mariah Carey comes up, which um, is amazing. But uh, <laughs> Maria Kelly music, no, and no, where no, you'll that's find the dancing it. queen. <laughs> yeah. I actually kept having these hilarious experiences in Germany. I did a couple of gigs, and they would always uh, introduce me as Mariah Carey. Like, just the way they pronounce my name or they just kind of read it and like saw it as Mariah Carey and I'd be standing there at my acoustic guitar I mean like it's not who you think it is but just hold your hand up to your ear for a few seconds and just be like (laughs) (laughs) sorry Mariah Carey's track didn't turn up so you're stuck with me sorry sorry guys (laughs) well look Maria um there's one last thing we like to do on our interviews okay? okay and you're gonna hate me for this and I didn't tell you earlier because I didn't want to freak out um but it's a thing called the desert island discs okay the desert and island discs so you pick discs okay <laughs> okay sorry I thought you said something very different there I was like oh no not no that. I um, <laughs> podcast pretty overrated <laughs> <laughs> um but it's basically you pick five songs or five albums. It depends. Some people are song people. Some people are album people. Um, that you, if you're being picked up, taken away to your own little quarantine island, you have mm. five albums to bring with you. What would they be? Okay. And I'm just going to tell you now, the minute we end this interview, you're going to think of five new albums. So don't overthink it. <laughs> um, I would definitely pick albums. Whoever's picking songs, why would you just want one, like five songs on the when you can have albums but um I think it's Lucy Rose <laughs> oh fair Lucy Rose uh like I used to Caroline Politech Pang such good boss um yeah I have like a mix of like sad folk songs and then songs I can dance to um uh da, 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 da. Regina Spector Begin to Hope amazing <sighs> That shoots me back to um, like sixteen year old Heather so bad. Mm. <laughs> um Saint Sisters album probably. It's such a beautiful record. Mm-hmm. Um Oh my god, one more. Come on, Maria. Um, I'm overthinking it. 
I'm overthinking it. I'm going to quickly look at Spotify. Can I do that? Do it. <laughs> but there's like loads of albums behind me on a wall. That would help. Oh, I, I hate no, all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, they're all my boyfriend's favorite albums. Um, why can't I think of one person? That's the thing. It's like when mm-hmm. someone asks you to mm-hmm. sing a song and all you can think of is Happy Birthday. It's like literally every other song you've ever learned in your entire life. Oh, Phoebe Bridgers. Phoebe Bridgers. Um, what is that album called? Something to the Alps. Called to the Alps? No. I don't know the name of it. I got it. I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember this. Stranger in the Alps. That would Stranger be the one the I would Alps. pick. That, yeah. I haven't heard that album, but let's sing. I like I like listening back to everyone's recommendations and then mm. it's like really, oh, you should really listen to it. It's great. It's great. Listening mm. to people's like album, their desert island disc is literally like listening, like reading their diary. <laughs> it's just like deeps in every little deep different part of their soul. It tells you a lot. Yeah. Get really into it and like, okay, I need a song for when I'm happy. I need a song for when I'm angry. And I need a song for when like I can't find water. It's like, whoa, okay. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I know who you are now. Yeah. <laughs> you take things really seriously. Um but, <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Marie, for coming on. Um, it has been so much fun. No problem. You. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. It's been nice to catch up. Yeah, make sure everyone check out Maria Kelly's music. Um, her last her last EP, Note to Self, was fantastic. The song June, July, brilliant. All of them. I am a huge fan. Um, as you can probably know, I only bring on people that I'm a fan of. Um, so I love all the people who I've had on. Thank you so much for listening in to our podcast this week. Thank you for watching us. I did my makeup for you and actually put on me too clothing. So I hope you appreciated mm. this. Um, I hope you guys are all keeping well. Please stay safe during this time. It's a bit mad, but we are going to get through mm-hmm. this together. Make sure you just listen to loads of music, sing really loud, and just have a great day. So thanks very much for coming in. We've been the Making It Music podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye.